0: Today's episode of the Avengers Assemble is brought to you by the Naughty Lock Group. Now, it is summertime, all of you are out there, tank tops, you know, you want to get your shirts off, only the men though, and you would say it's an easier time to move. You go out there and you look, you might have some issues with the landlord. Luckily, you have got an expert available and ready to talk to you. That's because the people's attorney, John Naughty, is available. And he and his firm have a history of getting you exactly what you are looking for. Say you are not getting the deposit that you want to Say you just decide you move, you go into a shanty and everything, right? He is a perfect lawyer for the summertime because look, the landlords know they can't try into that old funny stuff. You know it's high demand, they have a list of the attorneys they, that they know are not suckers, not pushovers. John is at the top of that list. Check them out. That's John Naughty. That's over at www.naughtylawgroup.com. Hey everybody. Today on the Avengers Assemble, we're going to be satiating you. I know all of you, that includes Mike, probably thinking, like, you know what? If finals ended. Oh, the Warriors won another title. Ah, I really wish it would have gone seven games, you know? even That's only one more game, right? You might say, you know what? I'm just going to watch the summer league, right? This is just basketball, right? You don't want to be watching hockey. It's the dog days of summer. We're going to be covering Hustle for You, the Netflix film. It's coming up on the Bench of Symbol next. Avengers assemble y'all it is your host with the most who loves to boast and you will never wonder why he in Texas he does not ghost it's I'm your boy Chris Wiggins I am joined by the host with the least he can always feast he is not a beast that is the seducer slash producer we've got Miguel what's cracking man
1: Yo, what up man it's your boy the Latino heat that rides the beat puts you to sleep
0: Emphasis on that last one.
1: (laughs) Sleeper holes, man. Come on. (laughs)
0: Yeah. you damn That's what your autobiography should be called. Check this out. Mike, uh, we are going to be covering Hustle, the 2022 venerable Netflix film. Look, y'all. I watched this. Mike had forced us to do it here on the Avengers. I had already watched it. I thought it was a great film. Mike had suggested Why don't we go ahead and give this a look? Uh, So here we are. Uh, Let's go ahead and dive right into it. Uh, First of all, so... Film, uh, co-produced by LeBron's Spring Hill and Adam Sandler's Happy Madison, uh, directed by Jeremy Zagar on a screenplay by Taylor Return and Will Fetters. Uh, production, right? Uh, well, sorry, let's get into a few things, right? Uh, filmed in October 2021, mainly around the greater Philadelphia area. We're going to get into a little bit more about that. Uh, film was released on June third, two 2022 with rave reviews. Uh, so, metric Right off the charts, Rotten Tomatoes, 92%, uh, very, very uncommon for her, and Adam Sandler film. I think we can all agree. Uh, we're going to go to a, a good friend of ours, Richard Lawson of uh, Vanity Fair. Uh, quote, Adam Sandler hits a layup uh, in Hustle, compares this to his venerable film, uh, Uncut Gems. Uh, also, talked about his... Uh, talked about him, sort of what he did, excelling as somebody who is of middle middle age and all the standout performances were um, heralded. So, look. Uh, before we get in a little bit more on the sort of production of the film, uh, I've got to get your thoughts on this. The uh, movie It dropped all right, just about a month back. I want to get your thoughts on this.
1: Uh, I thought it was a really good movie. Like At first, um, I didn't pay too much attention to it. I feel like it it was a bit of a low-key release. You know, they're usually... Like, for example, like, I'll throw another basketball movie out, right? Space Jam 2. Like, we heard the build-up to it. We knew it was going on. There wasn't really much said about this movie, at least that I was aware of. And so then once it came out, then, you know, it started buzzing around, like, the social media. Like, it was all over Twitter. You know, people referencing Bo Cruz. And it was like, all right, what's up with this movie? Because let's be... I'm going to keep it 100. Like, Adam Sandler... He's not really known for dropping good movies as of lately. Like, a lot of people... career. I mean, I like some of his older films, and maybe I'm just a little biased. Like, I like or Billy... <laughs> well, no, I thought, like, Billy Madison, um, Happy uh, Gilmore. I'll like repeat my statement. And so, like, some of the newer films, I feel like a lot of people really thought were, like, corny. And so I feel like up until he dropped like Uncut Gems, people started paying attention to him again. And so it's kind of hard to gauge where you're going with an Adam Sandler film because, again, that reputation of his movies being corny. But, you know, if people are talking about it on Twitter and saying that it's a good movie, then it's like, alright, I'll give it a shot. And um, I was pleasantly surprised. I I really liked the movie, um, especially the NBA cameos, and I thought the storyline was great, and You know, unlike Uncut Gems, I actually liked Adam Sandler's character in this movie. Like, Uncut Gems was a good movie, Mm -hmm. but his character was a piece of shit, and I was fucking ecstatic when they shot him at the end. I was like, thank God this dude can (laughs) now shut the fuck up. Whereas in this movie, like, you're actually... (laughs) This movie, you're actually rooting for him. You're like, oh, man, I really want to see him, like, you know, succeed and, like, make it. You know, especially after, like, he tells the boss to fuck off so i don't want to give too many spoiler alerts because we're going to dive into it but you know definitely a 180 from a a typical expectation of an adam sandler film
0: yeah so i don't know if there's spoiler alerts for this film if people are actually listening to the podcast (laughs) just fyi we don't want to do spoilers at jim so all right uh all right look i know we have a lot of dumb listeners no offense to any of you but uh we do have some I don't know why y'all are listening to this if you haven't seen this show, right? Because we, we we go we go deep, you know. All right, look, I got to tell you about myself. Uh, when what do you call it? When listening to this, uh, so I, look, I think that uh, what do you call it? I look, I had just I just saw it like randomly pass it by, uh, and it, it, like yeah, I, like randomly pass it by, and it what do you call it? uh it's it, uh, and my big thing. I I don't know why I'm struggling to choke this out, right? Because I'm trying to put into words. Because I didn't really think about the first thing. Uh, didn't really think about the first thing I was gonna say. But what I meant to say was like I randomly saw this and. The, I just saw uh, Hustle, and I was like, okay, it's an Adam Sandler movie. I don't know if you like that 100,000 Ways to Die in the West or that movie he had with Jennifer Aniston and the gay guy from Fast and Furious 6 uh, who always looks like he's frowning. He's also one of the archers in Lord of the Rings. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, Luke Evans, maybe. Uh, didn't like that, and I thought that all most of the movies I've seen from Adam Sandler in general have been trash. The Netflix movies he's done have been absolute garbage. So looking at <laughs> this, I go, okay, we have something... That seems like it's not an outright comedy, which it wasn't. Um, and I, from there, that told me this is something worth watching. So uh, I just watched it on my own, right, before, without any prodding. And I started talking about a few people. They, like, I watched about the first half of it. Then I started hearing people talking about it. They finished it, and then they told me about it. Uh, immediately, I was absolutely drawn. It's a movie about the National Basketball Association. It's a movie about basketball. It is a movie about a rich fucking boy toy um, owner um, who doesn't know what he's doing, inherits something, um, runs it in the ground. Laker fans should know all about that. Um,
1: uh, no, that's I, false.
0: Okay. Um, look, you know, and immediately it's a story, it's a story, it's a Rocky-style story set with basketball, uh, set with more cameos than Space Jam movies uh, have. I thought that the the ratings have 92% on uh, from critics, 93%... Uh, Audience review, uh, both of those on Rotten Tomatoes, well warranted. I thought that this was a fantastic piece of filmmaking, uh, just from the, the touching story, the chemistry between uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, even the chemistry you look at between Adam Sandler and uh, Queen Latifah, um, as well as uh, Kenny the Jet Smith with a pretty banger performance. So
1: he killed that role.
0: Absolutely killed it. Yeah, absolutely killed it. Um, I, You know, it was gripping. They, they, it was well-written. It was well-directed. Well the cinematography, a little bit unheralded. I thought that it was just amazing. Uh, you know, I think some of the beats that you see in this movie, right? Like, uh, you see a guy at the beginning, right, where it just immediately his dream crashes. And his way of getting back to his dream is through making a big splash to help somebody else get their dream. And I thought that that was a good untold story of course i'm talking about the fact uh, that sugarman stanley sugarman uh his whole thing is becoming an assistant coach at 55 years of age um and then the owner tells him hey i need you i need you out there scouting or what have you and we make a big splash then you can finally return um and then he finds uh this kid Bo, um and that's his conduit to get back to his dream you know i i thought that that was interesting one of the things i think that this Film do, does well that I think in the hands of a less competent screenwriter um, and even like a less competent director or individuals uh, in Hollywood producers who may not you know understand how real life works. I think that there would have been a tendency from less competent folks to make this where there's a scandal where Sugarman can't be trusted and that he has an ulterior motive in terms of helping Bo. And I think that they sort of. They try to like they try to go into that when you think about the he doesn't tell Bo immediately that it doesn't work with the team anymore, right? I think that uh, if done poorly, this could have been a situation where uh, he was getting some kind of a bonus or paycheck, or he's screwing Bo over in some capacity, right? And doing something that where hey he gets put on or whatever, but Bo is left out in the dust.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I think they kind of danced around that particular topic because. You know, when Bo does discover that, you know, he's not with the team anymore and that it's not like a for sure shot that he's going to get picked up by the Sixers, you know, he gets upset, but there's no real scandal behind it. There's no malintent. It's just more like giving more credit to Stanley Sugarman yeah. as a Good Samaritan to say, hey, he's the one that's not paying out of pocket for you to be out here. Like the Sixers aren't funding it anymore. So it, it kind of went both ways, but leaned more in the direction of like, Damn! Like Stanley's really going out of his way to help this guy out, and that's what I was saying. Like, you can't help but root for his character because you kind of pick up on like some of the foreshadowing of his background. You know, when you get like a few, and this is what I thought was really good about the cinematography is that without saying anything or alluding to any of it, you see like just like a couple shots of his hand, and mm-hmm. you see that scar, and it's like, oh, his hand is like his hand is damaged. Like something must have happened. There's a story. And he doesn't yeah. get it, get into it until, like, the very end of it where he tells Bo, like, what happened with the accident. Yeah. But I thought that was very clever of them to drop, like, those little subtle hints to just give you an idea of, like, what was coming up and what was really going on there. Which, essentially, at the end, it's like he's helping him because he sees a little bit of himself in Bo. Mm-hmm.
0: Certainly. So, uh, so no, notably... Um, so some quick facts here. So this film, this was on a Dan Patrick show. Uh, Mike thinks he's too good to listen to Dan Patrick show. <laughs> <just at laughs> you Bro, you love him. Dan Patrick. What's up?
1: I said you love him.
0: Well, yeah, I, I like good sportscast. You listen to that damn Colin Coward and everything.
1: Um, I don't listen to Colin Coward.
0: Okay, uh, he would
1: be talking too much shit on my Lakers, and so I got I got tired of that. <laughs> yeah, all
0: right, just like how this coming was. up. <laughs> Um, so on Dan Patrick, Adam Sandler had mentioned that uh, the the original plot for this movie was that uh, Bo's character would have been a phenomenal streetball player from China, uh, but there was pressure from Netflix uh, who and apparently Netflix uh, I didn't know this but they don't do business in China um, and they forced them to change the location to uh, I think it was Mallorca, Spain if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, Mallorca. Yeah, that's that's Mallorca. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Mallorca.
0: Um look I I have a question. So uh, do you think that the dynamic of the story could have changed if the original plan to have this being a streetball player from China had came into play?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it would have been a completely different story because mm-hmm. I feel like if it had it been with that original screenplay in China, you know, you have very big cultural differences, you have language barriers, um mm-hmm. You also have just, like, the differences with, like, even, like, the the policies that go on, right? I mean, there's censorship that goes on out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, television rights aren't, I guess, as... It's a little more exclusive, like, as to who... Um, and I, I could be wrong with this, right? But mm-hmm. to who has, like, the broadcasting rights, whereas I feel like in Spain it's a little more, um, like... It's a little more free, like, people have access to more of, you know, the broadcasting and everything else, especially with, like, their national team and a lot of their players also being associated with the NBA. Like, I don't think there are any Chinese national players in the NBA at the moment, right?
0: Uh-huh. That's a great question. I don't, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think so off the top of my head. uh, I know that we have some Asian players like Roy Huchimura and the Right, gentlemen. but he's
1: <sighs> Japanese and black.
0: Yes, thank, yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, very, very, Colin Coward, to interrupt like that. But uh, <laughs> while I was answering your question, coming uh, up, but, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I I think there's a Vietnamese player, and a Japanese player. I can't think to my knowledge of any Chinese players. Uh, the only ones I do recall are Yao Ming and Wang Ziyi or Ziyi Wang. Sorry.
1: Yeah, and the Lakers had this dude named uh, Sun like, like ten years ago. Oh, that dude.
0: He had to be Korean.
1: No, no, no. he's What's Chinese yeah he's chinese okay okay um gotcha but yeah that's what i meant more towards like the broadcasting because i know and like i said i could be wrong with this but i know that um when jeremy lin was still playing part of the reason that oh sorry yeah i
0: obviously missed a very glaring one my bad
1: i mean i mean he's technically american so i mean yeah you're right sorry um yeah, so the Rockets had picked them up with the intention of having the broadcasting rights in China because they already had that connection through Yao Ming. That was part of the reason why, like, they were so willing to give up assets to get them from the Knicks. Um, and yeah. I know that when LeBron had made those comments, if you know, a few years ago, that was also part of the issues is that they were trying to get like a national, um, like, broadcasting uh, contract in, like, out there. Yeah. And that was why, like, the NBA kind of made him backpedal on on the comments that he had made. Um, And that's what I was saying. Like, I think in Spain, it's a little more open, you know, where people do have access. Because, you know, there's no censorship on the Internet. So they can just widely stream things if they want to. I don't think they have the access to do it out there. But like I said, I I could be wrong.
0: So, yeah, I I think that the the movie becomes less believable if it's in China, to be honest. My source of contention is that it's harder to find Chinese players um, that play in the NBA in, um, in juxtaposition to Spanish-born players, um, in that you look at the Euro League is seen as a premier and top-notch league, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would agree, and this and is this not to take a shot at the league in China, but... Um,
0: it's just not as good.
1: Yeah, I mean, competition-wise, the Spanish team has won the Olympic gold medal. Um, they've won the Basketball World Cup. And you can also argue that their basketball league has produced some very solid players, uh, most recently like Luka Doncic, right? So you can say that the competition there and some of these teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona have produced very good talent. And I yeah. think, like you said, you know, it's just a little more believable that you can find a guy in the street that is coming out of there that can just step into a court and try out for an NBA team as opposed to from somewhere else
0: we're getting some tweets right now uh Scott is messaging us apparently Luka Doncic is not Spanish guys is what he's (laughs) saying
1: of course he's not but Uh, he has had been playing in Real Madrid uh for Real Madrid like from the moment he was a teenager yeah so he speaks fluent Spanish like
0: yeah, and so uh, yeah, I yeah to, like so to your point, right? Like players like oh, what was the boy? Is that Sergio Rodriguez? Was his name uh, Spanish Chocolate?
1: Um, I believe so. But I mean, do you have even other guys like?
0: Uh, well, I was gonna continue. Just, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but you got like yeah, look, you have that. You have Rudy Fernandez, and we haven't gotten to talk about the Gasol brothers yet. Um, yeah. And it's so look, look. If you look at like uh, Liga ACB, uh look. What they're able to produce, and it, it's more of a hotbed in Spain, right? Like players that are Spanish-born, like what you know, whether they're born in, uh, you know, in this case, like Palma de, de Mallorca, right, or, or you know, or anywhere, or anywhere else, right? Even they're born in Rota, Spain, right? You just see that's more of a hotbed, and I think that if the original plan was China, um, they're lucky that this happened, right? You're more likely to find someone uh, if this, if they were to have gone to the Canary Islands. Um, you're more likely to, to, it's more believable than if he was to go, okay, let me go to China to scout, right? What makes the Yao Ming story so exceptional is that you just don't see that a lot. Um, and with the exception of Jeremy Lin, right? And again, that's me recognizing this is an American of Chinese descent, um, that becomes spectacular because of how rare how rare it is, right? And uh, you know, I know we're not taking any shots at the Chinese Basketball Association because apparently we want China money. Um, but the look the CBA just isn't it's just not at the level of what you would see, you know, in, in Spain. And that and a lot of that is and like if you look at sort of the CBA, right, Chinese Basketball Association, their thing is that only I think two one or two foreign players are allowed. So. What you're watching, what from their competition, right, is that you're you're seeing you you're seeing homegrown individuals, right, um, and it's just it's just not up to par, it's not up to snuff. I think this becomes a uh, uh, you know a an extremely more political movie if it's China, right, because it's all about him trying to get the rights right, and then they got to do the little Hollywood message of freedom and liberty and blah blah blah, right, and then. The sort of that person getting to the NBA sort of starts to take the back seat, I think. And so it adds like an extra plot line that may not necessarily benefit the story, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it would have crossed too many bridges that we don't need to get into, especially with a lot of the stuff that's going on right now. It's just it's it's unnecessary.
0: Yeah, do you think LeBron, since he Spring Hill produced it, you think LeBron <laughs> said, Hey no, none of this China stuff? Because you know right wing <laughs> I... America is probably like, Oh, LeBron produced this, no wonder they didn't want to do China.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are some undertones there as to, like, the reason why they chose not to, because you took a lot of backlash from both sides, you know, because you made comments um, Mm -hmm. regarding the situation in Hong Kong, and then, obviously, the NBA made a backpedal on those comments, and then, you know, people out there got upset, like, I was in Hong Kong uh, probably, like, a month or two after he had made those comments uh-huh. and I have pictures still of like people that were tagging up on bridges and on the street like LeBron is a bitch and they were basically like upset about him uh, walking back his comments in regards to their situation um, yeah so it was definitely it was a big deal Sorry. so Sorry. I'm pretty sure he, uh, he definitely decided not to walk down that that path again mm-hmm. so
0: uh, all right, so look, so getting getting a little bit further into the film, right? Um, I think that the movie, well, look, look, movie Philadelphia, right? Philid, a completely Philadelphia movie as well. Uh, what I mean by that, this film was shot in the Greater Philadelphia area. As I mentioned, the gym scenes were shot at Coatesville High School. Quick piece of trivia, Mike. Who do you know from Coatesville?
1: Uh... That that are
0: listeners. I don't care about like random jabroni france that you might have
1: i don't know anyone
0: okay who might you know that took a title from your annoying and repugnant franchise that might be from coatesville is the what I best
1: mean franchise the best dynasty you mean
0: i mean annoying and repugnant can and best that they're not like mutually exclusive
1: yeah, um, I'm gonna ignore those comments because they totally don't relate. But I'm gonna assume that you're talking about the Lakers. Um, I mean, the only great player I know that came out of Philly. um the late great Kobe Bryant.
0: Okay. Uh, well, if that's the only player you know how to, that you. Know no, that as you a rec- about, I'm saying like as of recently that oh, okay. comes to mind. Yeah. Okay, like Rasheed Wallace never existed. I
1: guess. Oh. Well, you said from my repugnant franchise.
0: Well, no, not that. No, I said that took a ring that
1: your. Oh, yeah. oh! See, because once you said a repugnant franchise, I stopped listening to everything else you said.
0: Well, oh, look, we're, some people are biased, not me. Uh, uh, so so Rashid,
1: Rashid Wallace is from out there.
0: Uh, he's not from Coatesville. He's from Philadelphia, but similar vein, actually. Think about that.
1: I mean, he might be joining the squad, so we okay. might be able to claim him in like a few weeks or so. so but uh, so shout out to Rashid.
0: Similar vein as Rashid Wallace, if you know what I mean, and really similar vein to Kobe Bryant, if you know what I mean.
1: So he's a killer. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, you know, in this case, yes, yeah, certainly, actually. So he's definitely, sim- he has he shares a similarity with Rasheed Wallace. Uh, you can probably guess what that is. And in addition <laughs> to being from the Philadelphia era, he shares a similarity with Kobe in some context.
1: And he took a ring from the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, can you say, like, what era? Was it the early 2000s era? Uh,
0: took, directly took a ring from Kobe Bryant.
1: So, I mean, it would have either been the Pistons or the Celtics.
0: Okay. So, let's take a look. All right. Rip Hamilton is from Coatesville. Uh, okay. You weren't going to guess that. I can tell, though. Um, well, he,
1: yeah, he came to mind, but yeah, I wasn't going to guess it.
0: So, he actually directly played against Kobe in high school. But, yeah, he is from Coatesville High School where this movie was shot um, they also did they they also the the chest you know in return for the use of the gym space, Chester County High School, they received about an eighty one thousand dollars for a new scoreboard, El Camino High School and Vista High School and Morris High School in San Diego can all use that. Um it's not like Carlsbad where they pay their players and stuff. Um
1: uh, they never pay their players.
0: Okay. Maybe. Uh the, then the contract between this uh, the contract between the school and uh back street productions or so, um, is who who was paying them so LeBron didn't buy the high school and all Um, look so the film look I thought that look we know how I feel about Philadelphia I thought that this film the Philly charm in it I actually did appreciate Uh, if y'all don't know Mike doesn't know this because he's not really that sophisticated um, but one of my favorite movies ever is Philadelphia um, and I appreciate the Philadelphia of that movie you ever seen Philadelphia never See, told y'all he wasn't sophisticated. All right, just kidding. Um, but that's one of my favorite films. Has a Philadelphia charm to it. Uh, I appreciate that this that they didn't choose to do this in L.A. and that it was something that's on location and gets a great sense of uh, the area. You know, on the Mayor of Easttown podcast, I very rightfully so trash the state or that part of the state. I'm. Not gonna do it again today, but in order to make up for it, I will do it on the next podcast, whether it has to do with Philadelphia or not. So, uh, but I do appreciate the Philadelphia charm of this film.
1: I like that they did it in a different city than the stereotypical like L.A., New York, yeah. and even yeah, Miami. They done this, like
0: on the Warner Ranch, and then try to dress it up as Philly.
1: Yeah, because I feel like if they gravitate towards like the big, big franchises, it just it kind of loses touch with, you know, the meaning behind it. In a sense, like, I feel like by them choosing the Sixers, it's a relevant enough basketball team, but it's also a big enough city with a big enough market to where, like, it still adds um, more reality to it, you know? It'd be different if they went to, like, a small market team, like, I don't know, like, the Portland Trailblazers, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There might not have, there, there would have been Charm, because obviously the team is very beloved by the city, but it would not have been as um, believable, I think, with like the amount of legends and the amount of, you know, streetball scenes that we saw, that were involved with it.
0: Yeah. So. Like the yeah, history
1: definitely. behind it, you know.
0: Yeah! Oh, yeah! Definitely. Um, so let's talk really quick about the writing staff. All right, so uh, as I as I mentioned, uh, this was written by, I know I'm butchering this person's name. Uh, that's Taylor Matern, um, and then Will Fetters. So, Mike, did you know this? They were their their writing experience. Uh, they actually did storylines for NBA Two K games. So I'm gonna assume that it was based on the My Player storylines that you would yep. see.
1: I was exact. Um, I was thinking the exact same thing.
0: Okay, so it's yeah. Look you know uh, i'll say this right knowing that they did 2k this might just be why the movie seems like it did like i look i get a sense of rocky or creed which are basically the exact same plot (laughs) uh, (laughs) based in
1: the same city
0: yeah yeah (laughs) or uh what's the uh invincible
1: yeah
0: or the uh What's that movie that you used to watch all the time? The garbage-picking, field goal-flicking Philadelphia Phenomenal? Ah, with
1: Tony Danza.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, man, God, I can't trash the city because I just said I wouldn't, but I can trash the Eagles. That team sucks. Um, (laughs) Look, so knowing what it – this is why this seems so real in that it's – or maybe that seems weird to say uh, given that I'm going to compare it to Creating fictional characters, or Mike creating some point guard for the Lakers, um, that that went to like Cal State uh, L.A. or whatever. Uh, when he creates a little Miguel Padilla, uh, 5'11 point guard for the Lakers. But uh, the look, like this seems real and like rooted in some sense. And I have to say that that probably has to do with the fandom of these two writers. In addition, I think I don't think it could be escaped the fandom that. Adam Sandler obviously has for basketball uh, Living in LA, I've heard a bunch of people That have talked about seeing him play at the UCLA gym um, And he seems to have Basketball in a, interwoven In a few movies uh, like that What's that awful movie he did, Jack and Jill
1: Jack and Jill, your yeah.
0: favorite Oh yeah, <laughs> sort of said nobody ever uh, And so You know and You know, you look you look at sort of Big Daddy And then obviously um, him having Kevin Garnett In uh, Uncut Gyms uh, Your favorite under, player yeah, certainly. Yeah, look, it's it's unmistakable that uh, Adam Sandler is a basketball aficionado, um, and that these writers that this wasn't just hey, you know what, let's just come up with let's just we're giving a treatment or whatever, right? No, they have experience working on very highly lauded games. Mike was an NBA Live guy, by the way, um, and they have experience working on actual NBA games, so they understand the lore, and I think that that's what makes this. Believable uh, makes the sort of trash talk that happens, uh, and uh, quote unquote. I heard some people try to say that this is this exposes bullying culture in the NBA, but some people are soft. Nah, um, and they need to
1: stop with that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. The parents just need to put a bell on that ass. Uh, <laughs> but look, you know, I think that they got the trash talk right. You know, they got sort of the. I think. One thing that stands out for me as well is that I think only in a competent NBA writer or, or screenwriter or someone that follows basketball, um, sort of the dynamics of how he plays versus uh, Anthony Edwards' character versus how he plays versus streetball players versus the combine um, versus uh, when – I forgot uh, – correct me if I'm wrong. Was it the D-League that he was using as his next opportunity? Not uh, Was he doing like a D-League tryout because like, he – uh, Cause Kenny, Kenny the Jet Smith, right, uh, was that Leon couldn't get him into a, the combine or something like that, and so he does the Julius Irving uh, boa challenge or whatever, right? Yeah, that was just like a viral
1: thing they were doing. Um, and then, are you referring to like the secret game that they played at the end?
0: So, well, no, not that. I'm talking more about the the what do you call it? I'm um, I'm just talking about the when they do the viral video, right? And.
1: Like how challenge. that
0: looks, right? Versus doing the 5-on-5 five five exhibition or whatever, right? Um, versus how you know how he looks uh, at Combine, versus how he looks when he's first discovered, play- when he's just randomly playing out there, right? I know that that seems... I know it might seem like, oh, cool, it's dull, Chris, or whatever, right? But I think that they could have made it, They like, uh, if somebody wasn't into hoops or whatever, right? There wouldn't be any subtle differences, I guess, in how they perform, and the types of moves that they did, right? Like the kind of – block, like the blocks that he's doing, right? He's not doing them at the level, right, uh, on the street ball court that – or sorry, off the street bar court, he's not doing it at the level he was then or whatever, right, because he's up against stiffer competition, you know? Um, and the spectacular moments that you see, like how great he is at uh, dunking and if he does do a good defensive possession, Right they're few and far in between. Like even if they're showing when he's in rhythm or what have you, right? It's not like he's in some unstoppable rhythm, right? Because he's up against like a lot more proficient talent or what have you.
1: Well I think that's part of the reality of the movie is that, you know, you see him dominating the street ball court, but street ball also is different from organized basketball. You know, mm-hmm. street ball, he's playing one on one. Um and then he's also playing, you know, in a smaller setting. I think they're playing like two on two or three on three when yeah. uh, Adam Sandler discovered him in that first game. But if you look at like the history of also street ball players that have crossed over, there are very few of them. You know, Starberry, uh, Skip to My Lou, you know, and and some of these guys even still like who were legends on the street ball court didn't yeah. go on to the NBA and become like fucking superstars. You know, like certainly in a way they're kind of like just role players, but. You know, they're games. so highly regarded. Yeah. What, what were you going to say?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, not. I mean, I, wouldn't even, I I think it's generous to even say that they're role players. I think some of them couldn't even sniff. Some of them, a lot of them couldn't sniff the bench. And if they did, they probably got like two or two minutes or whatever, right? And I mean, I'm talking like some of those players that were in this, like uh, main event and bone collector and all. Yeah. Right. These are individuals that, you know, they're going to get like half a minute a game. Or whatever, right? You look at what's his name, James White, Mister Seven Twenty, or whatever, right? On the Knicks when they were shitty and wasn't even sniffing like one point five minutes a game, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I yeah. would say the ones that actually cut it were like Starberry and Skip To My Lou.
0: Yeah. Now, and would you? no I got a question. Would you call Starberry the caliber of street ball player that Skip To My Lou is?
1: Hmm. Not because, necessarily. Like,
0: he seems like more like hey we played uh we went down to the courts or whatever right and we balled or whatever like it, they played basketball on the street or whatever right but he's not the doing the fancy ass tricks behind your back type or like, he's doing some behind the back or whatever right but he's not doing the circus type shit you know right like, right yeah so because like i like i know he's heralded as a street ball player or what have you right but it's his, his game seems more like he's like he's just better than skip on yeah that. he's I, better than ray for you know
1: I think that's a good point and, and that was something that I was going to mention earlier was like Starberg was able to transition because I think he had the skills to transition into an organized setting like professional basketball um, granted you know he didn't have like the crazy tricks and maybe that's why he was able to transition well as opposed to some of these other guys you know because then you look at some other big name players like um, like hot sauce for example right mm-hmm. killing all the and1 mixtapes but could he step into an NBA court? maybe not but if you're looking at like behind the head tricks and you know mm-hmm. the stuff that you know you want to see on tape absolutely
0: certainly yeah i got a question did you want to go to georgia tech when you were younger
1: today? nah i mean i i grew up in the 90s so like in the 90s georgetown was still like the shit you know
0: georgia tech was the shit too Yoke. yeah travis best and uh on marbury
1: but i feel like georgetown uh had that reputation maybe me because like i, I like the movie above the rim yeah and that's where kyle ended up going to
0: mm-hmm.
1: i feel yeah, like also yeah. like obviously like uh unc you know everybody was fucking with him because of jordan in the 90s so it was like
0: all right so now we know that mike was not a kenny anderson or a 3d fan huh no, I mean Kenny
1: Anderson came out of there. Uh, so did my boy um, James Worthy. You know, like there's a lot of history there. Well, I thought
0: but you I. Worthy one we with the North Carolina. Bro. What you doing?
1: Uh, he went to UNC.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was talking. No, I said uh, I was talking about the Georgia Tech guys, right? You you didn't like three D. No, but you, you said, said
1: Kenny. Scott. You said Kenny Smith. It's
0: said Kenny Anderson. Oh, I
1: thought you said Kenny Smith. My bad. I only heard Kenny. You
0: didn't like Kenny Anderson.
1: Wrong, wrong. New York Kenny.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You didn't like Kenny Anderson.
1: No shout out to Kenny Anderson. He's he's dope.
0: You didn't like Matt Harping.
1: Yeah, he was cool too.
0: No, you didn't like him. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. So look, let's actually let's we gotta get let's get into some awards. All right. So. Uh, yeah, uh, enough
1: basketball talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll sit here we'll and start listen. debating.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so best acting job. What do you got?
1: I gotta go with Bo Cruz, bro. Okay. Juancho Hernan Gomez. Um, the only reason I'm giving him props, bro, is because like he is not someone who was recruited as an actor to play a basketball player. He was a basketball player recruited to then act, and not only just act in a cameo scene, but be the lead. And so I think that's a lot more difficult to do for someone that's never been in that position because, you know, for someone to play a basketball player, like for example, we'll take some of the guys from uh, from Winning Time, right? Yeah. even then they still asked for people that had basketball experience to play those scenes mm-hmm. but they were actors now if you flip that role and you say hey you're a basketball player we got a teacher to act that's a dangerous position to take especially for a movie with a large budget because mm-hmm. if the person can't act and they fucking suck then your movie's going to be terrible because everyone's going to be so focused on that person not being able to act and we can count many times where people have been in positions where they've been in movies where you're like bro the acting was terrible. And now, it kills you, the flow.
0: So, let me ask you this. Okay. Yeah. Better basketball player actor, and Juan, Hernan Gomez or Ray Allen?
1: Nah. I mean, Ray Allen as Jesus Jesus Shuttlesworth he killed it.
0: Okay. I thought I thought Juancho was a better actor. You he thought he was he's better? better? Yes. I thought, like, Ray Allen, he might go <laughs> just out of sheer... Shit, he might go down as the best basketball player actor. His acting's terrible, including in that movie Harvard Man also. I <laughs> thought Juanjo was more believable in what he was trying to do. Uh, he has an accent, and he's able to uh, inflect a lot better, It just a lot more technically safe. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had no problems with his acting. Also, special shout-out to Kenny the Jet Smith, because his acting in this movie was dope.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he actually was likable. Yeah. Which is hard for him to do.
1: And I listened to an interview that he did on um I Think on All the Smoke. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about like the way that he was recruited for the movie and he basically said like he knew Adam Sandler but they weren't like homeboys and he said mm-hmm. that Adam called him specifically for that role. Okay. Um, so I thought that was really dope like the way that that played out um, because that says a lot about Adam like seeking talent. Yeah you see someone that portrays himself a certain way and you say hey this is a person that i want for that role and also like credit to kenny for also taking it seriously enough to say okay i'm gonna practice my craft and actually go in and you know do the table reading and you know practice and and try to kill this role and take it seriously enough to where like we now sit here and appreciate what he
0: did yeah, Do you think there was any hubris over the fact that they had in, the rest of the Inside of the NBA crew in it, um, in like a cameo or whatever? Do you think he had, he thought, oh, what, they think <laughs> I'm being treated like I'm replaceable on the crew and I have to play some no-name character because maybe they, people wouldn't recognize that it was me, or what?
1: Nah, I mean, I liked that they brought in the rest of the crew um, I mean, really it was mainly just Shaq and uh, Charles. was Barkley in it? Yeah he was. I don't remember. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, um yeah, I mean, well, it's still believable in the sense because you know, they'll sometimes rotate people out, you know, so they'll um they'll bring in, you know, D. Wade in there sometimes to replace someone else. Or your boy, uh, what's his name? Adam Yeah, I got sucked. Adam Schefter? Uh no, I no, don't
0: no. I think I had a scrub, I forgot his name. Even... No, uh, let's not name him No, no, don't no. Don't. What are you doing? Don't even Don't even name me. him. <laughs> Yeah, like,
1: well, I just he, know from Bleacher Report.
0: Yeah, the, again, we don't. We don't even need anymore where he, he used to work. Our, no one cares about any sucks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
1: <laughs> all that to say, Wiggins is happy that they didn't let him do a cameo. Yeah,
0: of course, he's trash. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think uh, big props on Kenny for not for like I get I get people might take the approach. Oh well, look, you get to be a prominent person or blah blah blah, right? But, you know, I think that some people that might be big headed enough where they might think, oh, okay, well, uh, they think I'm not important enough to the cat to the cast or whatever of my own show that I got to go and play some fictional version or whatever. Right. And nobody would question why then the cast is in the rest of the show. You know, like I think that takes a lot of humility.
1: But so I think they true. did it well, though, like, because yeah. they didn't show them all together. They showed snippets of, like, the camera pointing at each one okay. and then doing, like, their usual takes.
0: Him in it as Kenny the Jet as a, but just nah, like, cause uh, as that, well as played. <laughs> that, well that just would have been weird.
1: That just would have been weird. Okay. But right. I liked how they had, like, you know, Ernie Johnson announcing, you know, Bo Cruz, what the is, sensation. What, I, I just thought it was well played.
0: Would that have been weirder than uh, I don't know did you have NBA 2k 15 no okay so in that they use the the they used the broadcast team from the previous year uh, where Steve Kerr was a broadcast partner to uh Kevin Harlan and then you could play with the Warriors in this game in Steve Kerr's first year and you basically have Steve Kerr commentating the game while Steve Kerr's on the sideline
1: <laughs> so this is when he uh, first took over the Warriors and
0: yeah correct yeah. That's funny. Um, You know
1: what would have been funnier if they had Mark Jackson also as, like, an ESPN announcer?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) big time. Yeah. Um, So, look. So, best Acne John. job. I went with Anthony Edwards as Kermit Wiltz. So, first and foremost, I did not know that that was Anthony Edwards. Really? Did not know. Yeah. 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 It's, I, yeah, just like, oh, this is a, this is just some guy or whatever, right? Uh, and look, I gotta, I gotta give him credit. And again, look, I don't know what Anthony Edwards sounds like in general because I'm not watching Timberwolves games, and they can also go fuck themselves. For, <laughs> fuck themselves. Um, so, oh,
1: somebody's still so mad that they eliminated his Clippers.
0: Yeah, thank you. I, I, I visibly said that. So, uh, what do you call it? Um, look, you should it, be mad at your boy Pat Bev. I mean, he can go get fucked too. Um, But look, I don't know what he sounds like, right? Because I don't listen to him. But my understanding is Ant-Man, that's his nickname. Uh, My understanding he is from straight out of Georgia. Uh, Would not have known that by his acting, right? And again, I don't know if he has an accent in real life. I just feel that anyone who's born and raised in Georgia and, uh, like, goes to college in the area, goes to college in the area, right? Like, it's very notable he, he went to Georgia, right? Which is not a hotbed, right? Um, you, you'd think that he would have a thick Georgia accent, right? He, he was articulate and clear, and again, not to say that Georgians aren't articulate or whatever, right? But he was plain he was plain spoken, uh, and I think that he gave off the dick athlete vibe more than anybody, right? Yeah, just he's the a straight up
1: asshole in there. but Yeah, uh, right. that's fucked up that you expected him to sound like T.I.
0: <laughs> okay, you don't think people from Georgia sound like that? Uh, no, I'm
1: just, I'm just trying to give you a hard time.
0: Okay, well, I'm just saying. Look, look. Yeah, yeah I, I mean they have a distinct look. accent for sure. I go. But. Yeah, I go down to Atlanta. You are afraid to? Uh, but yeah, like I hear the accents and everything. You know. Man, what
1: was the last time you went to Atlanta? Stop.
0: Uh, 2011.
1: Okay. Yeah. So
0: it's been a. was the last time you went?
1: I ain't been out there yet. Okay. It's on my list of places to go though.
0: Okay. I've been there four times. You ain't been. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So I I went when I was poor. I even went when I was poor or whatever. Right. You got money now. You still don't want to go. All right. Think about that. I chose to go there just random. All right. So, Anyhow, I'm going to pull up one
1: day. I'm going to pull up, hit up Magic yeah, City and all that. But, yeah, that's yeah, a different your story. Your wife ain't
0: letting you go there. Your wife ain't letting you go there. Huh? All right. Yeah, you're going to go to like the Martin Luther King house and then that's it. And then you're going to try to <laughs> tell your friends that you went to Magic City. Yo, you're going to have chicken wings at like some random ass spot trying to talk about something. You had some of those Tuesday hot wings. Yo, uh, you're going to be trying to, like, you're going to go listen to Welcome to Atlanta and then try to talk about how you went to one Tweezy and stuff. Yo. I don't um,
1: know, I don't pull up all the spots. I doubt it. Uh, look, so,
0: act. Look, I I thought Anthony as Kermit, great acting job. Right, it's obviously from a playing standpoint, and then from a actual. What do you call it? A, an actual uh, showing chemistry in the chemistry in the trash talk or whatever. I thought it was just brilliant. Uh, again, I think he's a better actor than Ray, than Ray Alley, even though he he had less to do and an easier job
1: yeah no he he killed that role um very unlikable for the people that were rooting for Bo cruz in the movie but um i think it also just has a lot to do with like just this younger generation you know because kids nowadays they're in like what i like to call like the troll era mm-hmm. where they just be talking a lot of shit online oh yeah you know talking a lot of shit you know amongst like their friends and so maybe for him it is natural again we don't know him, we don't follow timberwolves games so we don't know what he's Nobody like in the locker room you know games. if he'd if he be talking that shit you know in real life or if he's like a humble nice kid we don't know uh, right point but he definitely portrayed himself as someone who was cocky arrogant confident very confident um and a little bit unlikable you know yeah. I wasn't rooting against him. Like, I didn't want to see him break his leg, but it's I definitely... like. Mike. Huh? <laughs> it's a movie. No, I'm saying, like, but in the movie, I wasn't like, oh, I hope this guy gets hurt. Like, fuck oh, him, you know? I wanted but, to uh... his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if, you know, he got dropped. Like, yeah, in like that, that scene where uh, Bo Cruz did look like he was going to punch him, and he ends up just putting his palm on, on the on the floor. Okay.
0: What do you think the rehearsals? You think they just rewatch Fast Five multiple times? You're like, okay, yeah. what does Vin Diesel do? Yeah,
1: hell yeah!
0: <laughs> I think that scene seemed like a stolen direct. Even the cut that they did uh, seemed like it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely Fast uh, past like Fast Four, because Fast One, Vin Diesel does actually whoops a mess. Well, yeah, well, then, but I'm
0: saying like in Fast Five, like that exact scene that they do is in there where uh, he's going to hit the rock with like a wrench and then...
1: And then he hits he, the ground? Yeah. Yeah, I was literally thinking about that wrench scene. That's funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so best ever NBA Ever since then, came- they got beef. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they, yeah. well look, we, we don't have time to talk about that. Yeah, it, so yeah. I've, I've offered to do that and y'all say no, so um, let's, let's go to best NBA cameo. I went with Bobon. I thought from the get go he was funny with the making fun of uh, the age, uh, the age issues or whatever. That
1: that was fucking funny. Yeah,
0: and then he brings a kid, <laughs> another guy over there who, who is somehow only seven. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait, let me make sure I got the joke right. So he meets Bobon's character, and then he t- does he tell him that the other guy is his son or something like that?
1: Yeah. Well, he asks him his age. And he's like, I'm 21, and he's like, all right, cool, because per the rules, you can't be, like, 22. Yeah. And then the kid walks up, yeah, and and he's like, oh, who's that? And he's like, my son, how old is he? He's 15, and then it's like, bruh. I I felt like that was, like, some don't don't be a menace to South Central type shit. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Where the dads younger than him? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Heck yeah oh uh, yeah so look i thought boba i thought look i love this cameo he had a few bit parts whatever i just thought they were funny even when they would make callbacks or reference him uh, <laughs> or whatever i thought it was funny too
1: i love that they included him in there because like boba is is funny yeah. and you got snippets funny. of that when he was on the clippers um, yeah. especially with like him and tobias doing commercials together. Toe. Yep, and then even him uh when he went on went on to the Mavericks and, like, doing the whole, like, you rang?
0: Oh, yeah, that Shaq but, used to say about him? Yeah. You he could tell win. that he has
1: some personality behind him. Certainly. And so I'm glad that they included him in this movie and gave him more of a role than just a cameo to express, you know, some of that humor that he has.
0: Yeah. Do you wish he was on the Lakers?
1: I wouldn't mind it. I mean, he, he just seems like a cool dude, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I would... I think right. as a locker room presence, he, he's, he's a fun person to have around. Yeah. Uh, right. So for me, I had to go with like the Spanish national national team players that they included in there. Uh, shout out to Jose Calderon, uh, Juancho's real-life brother, Willy, Hernan Gomez. Um,
0: so, all right, really quickly. Yeah. I did not know that there were two of them. Really? No, I, did. I, I only knew Willy. Uh, and I thought that that was the one that was in the movie. So, yeah, crazy thing, crazy world. Yeah. Um, yeah, he used to, he, like, accidentally got drafted on a fantasy uh, draft, uh, you know, like when you're afraid to join our fantasy hoops league. Uh, yeah, he had accidentally got drafted once, and I was like, this guy is absolute garbage. And so I've always disliked him. So when I saw this, I go, I can't believe this fucker is in this. Um, and then I learned that it was a different guy somehow.
1: Yeah. Well, I I thought it was cool that they included his brother in there. I I just thought it was gonna be a little bit of an awkward sell because they do uh, look alike, and yeah. so in a way, um, I thought they were kind of tiptoeing there, like to bring his real life brother. But I, you know, I, I thought it was cool the way that they portrayed it. Um, you know, because Adam Sandler brings him into, you know, the gym and says, "Hey, we're gonna have you play with some guys. You know, just to see what you're about." Um, and they had, like, the Spanish national team coach on there. And, like I said, like, these other guys that are in the NBA that are Spanish national team players. So, it added more authenticity to it. Yeah. Um, Sergio
0: Scariado.
1: That's the name of the coach?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe he's Italian, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I, yeah, I, I saw him one time go, Man, this is so fake-ass, yeah, Pat Riley. The slick back hair. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good-looking
0: man. Very good-looking man
1: also want to give a quick shout-out, though. Um, and I, I'm not going to say it was, like, the best NBA camo, but I just thought this was interesting, that they brought on uh, the very short-time Laker Mo Wagner, only because they were portraying him as the German Michael Jordan, and then he turned into, like, a fucking flop. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: also give a shout-out to Dr. J as well.
1: Yeah. Well, we're going to shout him out a little bit later.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Best non-shout out to the to the legends. Okay, uh, this is clearly a new category because I've not seen it before. Uh, we did our ta- we do a table read beforehand, y'all, and Mike like touches them. No, uh, we do a table read beforehand, and uh, there's usually a lot of distractions. But apparently, some things were uh, added because I do not know about this award. But best non-NBA cameo.
1: Yeah. So this
0: one. Those people tell me that there's so I don't know, I mean, it's me on the script, not, but uh, uh, I got to give a big but shout out be, to Mark Cuban
1: for appearing in the movie.
0: We get to the awards, just FYI.
1: Shout out to Mark Cuban for appearing in the movie. Um, he made a short cameo appearance as himself, um, but he appears at the funeral after the Sixers owner, played by Robert Duvall, uh, yeah. Rex Merrick dies. Um,
0: How is and, that a non NBA cameo?
1: Because he's not a player. Is
0: he in... Well, okay, well, he's NBA.
1: Yeah, he's an, own, he's an NBA team owner, no, okay, but he's not so, a player. Sorry,
0: so it should be best non-NBA player. I was about to say, I was about to put... I was like, man... I was like, I'll put Charles Barkley up there, then. <laughs> <laughs> he's not an NBA player anymore. But he go ahead, was a player,
1: though. Yeah, and no, I was just going to okay. say, like, that added, like, some authenticity to it. You know, an owner supporting another NBA team owner who passed away. Yeah, no, that, I, just, I do
0: like that. I wonder yeah. why they didn't have any other owner. Who, who do you think would, the, what owner do you think would have been most likely to do it after him?
1: I mean, let's be honest, like how many other owners are we, we really aware of out there? You know, the ones that we always see in the limelight are like, you know, the Mark Cubans because he was the one that was always at every fucking game uh, yeah. before your favorite owner, Steve Ballmer, started doing the it.
0: The best owner in sports uh, rated three years in a row, just FYI.
1: Yeah, I got nothing against him. I mean, he's a passionate guy. He's always out there, you know, but I got to say that Mark Cuban did it first.
0: Yeah, well, well Balmer's out there less than he's always at the games or whatever. But uh, well, Cuban loves TV, so you know when they said, hey, do you want to be in a movie? He goes, yes. Do you want to <laughs> know what the movie is? I don't care. Well, yeah, Cuban's got that swagger, bro. Yeah, he's desperate for attention. Most Dallas owners are.
1: I mean, I, yeah. I would have to say that when it comes to Dallas owners, the other one overshadows him for sure
0: okay, <laughs> when it yeah. comes to attention. <laughs> yeah. Mark Cuban's probably more famous, though, no? You think? Yeah. Like
1: Jerry Jones? I mean, yeah. for other reasons, I would say. But, um, I mean, yeah. Jerry's very much an attention whore for sure. Yeah,
0: big time. Uh, I'll go Fat Joe for this. Okay. All right. As he, uh, I thought he brought the heat. Nothing stood out. Just, uh this category, yeah, there was, uh, in this award, sorry, not categories, but in this award, um, there was, they proliferate, there was more NBA players than regular people in this, so, <laughs> so we'll go with Fat Joe.
1: Okay. You didn't want to shout out your boy Dan Patrick? He was in there.
0: Yeah, I think he counts as an NBA, what do you call it? He used to do NBA, uh, what do you call it? He used to do the NBA shoot around, if you remember. Yeah, but he wasn't a player. The only, well, he played in college.
1: Yeah, but he wasn't an NBA player.
0: Okay, well, it you're gonna change the name of the award? I don't. I, it just says non-NBA cameo. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't get mad, <laughs> all right? Uh, best one-on-one. Uh, okay, so y'all, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I did a bad job at the production meeting because we didn't really have one today. Um, we just I, I put a bunch of things randomly, and then uh, I gave free room to edit it. So for best one-on-one, though, Mike, go for it.
1: I'm gonna have to say Bo Cruz versus Tobias Harris. Uh, again, Tobias played himself uh, to add some authenticity to it, but. Um, oh, you know, so I, he,
0: cr- he crumbled in the final moments after having seventeen <laughs> or 19 points or <laughs> yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, in typical fashion, he uh, put up some good numbers at the beginning and then just completely disappeared towards the end, uh, making the boa challenge look a lot more believable. But he ended up winning 50 bucks because he scored on him. so...
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go with Bo versus the uh, Spanish thug at the beginning. Um, Number one, just because... uh, We'll get to this a little bit later. Attire was everything. Um, And Bo just put that work on him. And the other guy was, like, uh, dangerous, uh, overreactive and everything, and so I loved it.
1: Yeah. We're going to touch up on that because got some things to say
0: i have more things to say yeah uh, yeah uh okay best moment look i went ahead with stanley quitting and telling um you your favorite actor uh ben foster aka vince merrick who is the 76ers co-owner telling him essentially to go fuck himself while he's accompanied by we'll get we'll get to who he's accompanied by later but an absolute fucking loser is next to him um and what do you call it and Ben Foster, he lets Ben Foster know he's gonna quit, and I was like, this is so satisfying. Like, don't take shit from people just for a fucking paycheck. Like
1: yeah. Ben Foster, I actually fuck with him. Uh, he's definitely played some good roles in the past. Grass-brass. I actually I have a homeboy that very much resembles him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah! Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a yeah. warped
0: version of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now that you think about it, yeah.
1: Shout out to Ben Foster, but, yeah, I mean, he's played a lot of interesting roles and he can definitely play a dick very well okay. and yeah. he played a dick very well in this particular role as the uh new sixers owner that inherited it from his uh deceased father and um yeah i mean i think stanley quitting on him was definitely it had to have felt good but also probably sucked because he had no more cash flow coming in
0: mm-hmm. Sure. So, yeah definitely yeah
1: but for me, uh, I I would have to say that the best moment of the movie was um, the scene in Mallorca where Stanley was just trying to find somewhere that he could just go shoot around because the dude that he had gone to see um, had uh, fucked up his knee and he wasn't gonna play in the game, and so he kind of felt like he had wasted his time and then stumbles upon you know the street ball court and the vibe out there was just absolutely insane like. I'm not going to say like it was like on some Rucker Park level type shit, but, you know, you kind of got the gist of it. And, you know, everybody was going wild and, you mm-hmm. know, he discovers both crews out there. But just the ambiance there was very real. No, yeah,
0: no, it was on point. Look, I don't think it it, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that if it's not like R- Rucker Park, it's at least like the cage.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. You, you know you used to play NBA 2K back or, Well, we already established you were an NBA Live guy. But you didn't play NBA
1: Street, cause... bro. NBA Street was my shit.
0: Okay, well, what do you call it? The, uh, yeah, the, the, the cage, right? It's a, uh, that, that, that's the uh, West 4th Street Courts, um, right? It's over, what do you call it? It's uh, over in uh, Greenwich Village. So, uh, it's, uh, NBA, it's on NBA Street Volume 3, by the way. But anyways, uh, look, I'd say, look, it, uh, it gave me at least that level of, what do you call it? Oh, yeah, now this is fucking amazing, yo. And I can't believe you don't know about those uh, West 4th Street Courts, yo. I don't know about those,
1: but I'd have to say, like, for me, I'd even give a bigger shout-out to the Dykeman court. The the Dykeman tournaments would go insane.
0: That's a bit too inside baseball, FYI.
1: What, the Dykeman court?
0: Yeah. you got to tell people what that is.
1: Uh, Yeah, so Dykeman is a a street in, like, uptown Manhattan, like... uh, it's like on the border of uh, Washington Heights and and Inwood, but they do a, a tournament similar to like the one that they would do at Rucker Park, where you know rappers would sponsor teams and you know so they, they play entertain out there. The
0: entertainment is basketball. Uh, the entertainment basketball. What's it called right? Yeah,
1: and and that ADC? shit would go, yeah, that shit would go crazy.
0: Yeah, see so Mike be doing the inside baseball stuff, y'all. All right, I gotta I gotta let him know. All right, we gotta I <laughs> Mike, you know our. Look, most of the fans come from me, so you know they're not that bright. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> look, what do you call it? Yeah. Uh, no, look. I thought the energy was popping off. It. it uh, I, I don't. I, you know, I don't think there's any shame seeing that it was on Rucker. I mean, granted, Mike, neither Mike nor me has going to gone to go watch a game at Rucker, but from what we've seen, it does look like it is that type of energy and level. It was just popping off. It's cracking. Everybody was fucking with it. It was hype. You know. Not to make another Fast and Furious reference, right? But it does remind me of uh, Vin Diesel winning the first race against John Rule and Paul Walker (laughs) and everybody being hyped on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, look. Let's go to – before we get into the next award, we got to do something. Mike. What's up? Do you have have COVID? No. All right. No, uh, No coughing? Nope. So voice isn't scratchy? Nope. Okay, then good. Standing there Mentally exhausted Just pissed at you Chances are my hate is Nothing new Fist, ah Cock, back Direct attack If you're mad as am I you will choke i want that, that smoke.
1: smoke that's the only part i know
0: <laughs> i told you that you're homework. you gonna be reading this uh look <laughs> you already know who wants that smoke uh that boy ben, Sp- ben foster should have got fucked up all right yeah, absolutely gone. unlikable complete bitch not he gives genie bus vibes oh wait sorry let me rephrase this y'all
1: nah don't take a shot at genie bro sorry Gen, He is you can a say bitch. gym bus
0: genie bus is not that word ben foster's character was however his character was inherited this team um decided to make all these crazy wild marketing uh decisions and you know Take a once proud franchise and turn it to something boring. Uh, he turned it into like 1999 level WCW Nitro, just bad. All right, didn't like him, smug, arrogant, didn't know things. Uh, After and then, the finger
1: uh, point of death.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he, he he finger pointed to death and gave away the mankind victory on live TV. All right? <laughs> just Vince Merrick, go fuck yourself. Legit. I hope like you know what. I hope that he gets run over straight up.
1: Yeah, he was a. Uh... He was definitely an asshole.
0: Yeah. got um, punched by Stanley.
1: I mean, so this was kind of like a combination of who wants that smoke and I wish him nothing but the worst, the way that Wiggins was wording it. That's I'm going to keep it a little more civil. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm not going to shit on somebody and say that I wish him nothing but the worst, but I feel like the person who wanted that smoke was um, Mr. Everything. And so for those of you who don't know who he is, Mr. Everything is the uh, the Dominican cat that was playing Bo Cruz at the streetball court, Wait, when how do Stanley we know he's discovered Dominican? Him. Uh, well, so I could tell off the bat I that he, assumed was he was Yeah, like from the moment, I, and then when he started speaking his Spanish, his accent, I was like, "Yeah, he's Dominican," which okay. I thought was well, kind of weird that he was Spain. supposed to play like a Spanish native in yeah. Mallorca, because I was like, his accent is very much, you know, uh, Dominican. But I was like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe his backstory is that he immigrated out there, and, and that's where he's staying. All right, but in reality, so he's a. Uh, he's a college player named Elvin Rodriguez, who, um, looking at his bio says he's born in Harlem, but other, um, references say that he grew up in Washington Heights, uh, which is again, a Dominican neighborhood in uptown Manhattan. So I'm almost positive that he is, but um, I wasn't able to investigate deep enough to see like what his actual ethnicity is. But, um, all that I to like say,
0: Sheriff Joe over here. On the <laughs>
1: all that to say that uh, the vibe between him and Bo Cruz was definitely very hostile. Um, oh yeah. Not only because he was getting balled up, but they're also playing for money. And I know just from playing on courts when people are you know betting on games and there's trash talk going on like that usually leads up to a fight. Okay. And Have in you some instances, into a fight on the basketball court? what's up?
0: Have you gotten into a fight on the basketball court? Nah.
1: No, nah, I've never. But, you know, I I also never used to play for money, so. Okay. But I saw, like, on many instances where, like, people would fight, and on a couple of occasions where people would, quote-unquote, go pop the trunk on, <laughs> of their car, mm-hmm. you know, and people mm-hmm. started scattering and running. Granted, one of the dudes I knew, he wasn't going to do shit, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Talk about a mirror like that, man. <laughs>
1: No, I, knew, I, I knew the dude, um, he used to go to the same barber shop that I used to go to, and he's a cool dude, but he would just talk a lot, the type of people that you knew, like, they talk to the point where, like, they're not going to do anything, any of the things that they say they're going to do, you're like, yeah, nah, you're, you ain't going to do shit. Um, <laughs>
0: he must have been from
1: Vista. <laughs> nah, nah, he was, uh, he's from Boston, actually.
0: Sounds about right. That's <laughs> all you need to say. I was Boston person, that's all right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh oh shit i should have done these in order uh anyways okay so look oh, oh, uh all right let's see best shot hoop moments look i gotta go first right blocking shots in the tims reminds me of that damn game street hoops baby like straight up all right mike loves mike loves street hoops
1: some of y'all a street?
0: huh no you street hoops about...
1: uh hey,
0: wait no that's that yeah, street hoops set wait uh they had the, was the dude who would, who would uh who would play in tims
1: uh Bonafide.
0: hey he was on he was on street hoops
1: uh, he was on NBA Street.
0: Okay, bonafide. Never mind. Bonafide, my Dominican uh, cat
1: from New York. That okay. was, <laughs> I was saving that for my Bauer internet conspiracy, but yes. Uh, <laughs> they okay, definitely yeah. took a page out of that.
0: Okay, bonafide. Look, they, they took it from bonafide. Some of you people don't know what bonafide is or what NBA Street is. You do come camel shorts, you know,
1: Tim's. Look,
0: to, yeah, Camel Short, Tim's balling right? I'm like, yo, we messes with it. Some of our co-hosts, like Scott, they don't know what Street Ball is. All right? <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> street Ball <laughs> is what you saw with that one guy, Elvin Rodriguez or whatever, right? But, no, I love the moment. Look, I was like, yo, immediately when I saw that go, this reminds you of something. Also, go play NBA Street if you can. Mike, go, go buy Street Hoops on the old PlayStation 2.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. I, I still have NBA Street Volume One and Volume Two for the PS Two.
0: Couldn't afford Volume Three.
1: Nah, the ratings on Volume Three weren't that great.
0: Okay. I mean, no, neither were the ratings on NBA Live, but you bought that. <laughs> now, actually, Street Hoops kind of sucked, dude. It was basically it was an and one game or whatever. It was it was kind of whack. <laughs> Cause I got It was by uh, Activision, like i guess they thought they could bring some tony hawk flair but no nope.
1: Nah, man they weren't cutting it yeah but uh if you're younger than if you were born after like 2004 you probably have no clue what nba street is and that's I okay mean,
0: if you're born in two, um, after 2004 you probably don't have any swag anyway so be an audience.
1: <laughs> but that's okay uh you could probably download it as a rom and play it on your computer or uh you know Hit up your local GameStop and pick it up. You could probably get it for like a dollar.
0: Trying to play NBA YMC or NBA Boys and Girls Club, where they teach you to let the other person score after you score because it's nice. <laughs>
1: it's a new gen, man.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what's your best? Sh- what do you have for uh, best shot slash moment?
1: Uh. So again, giving a shout out to Boban. Yes. I it, at the end of the movie when they when they're playing at the uh, the secret gym, there's a scene where Boban gets the ball and uh, Trey Young basically comes up to help him and Boban waves him off, yes. and then proceeds to dribble up the court, and he looked goofy as fuck doing it because this man is not a point guard, but he actually showed some handles in there which I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, okay. Editing. <laughs> Definitely editing. Like he went between something his like legs. Trey Young's
0: hair looked presentable in this editing.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, to top it off, he pulls a spin and then a pull up three, and then makes it. Which I don't think I've ever seen Bobon even hit a three pointer.
0: Or a shot outside of one <laughs> foot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, d- d- now, look. Do you think that they should have done something for Trey Young's hair in this movie? I mean, they did. Well, okay, it like more better. though. Like, what's up?
1: I said it looked better.
0: Well, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. They he, they could have at least said, hey, Trey. Part of the contractual abli- uh, obligation of doing this film is you got yeah. We gotta <laughs> we gotta pat that motherfucker down or something like that. Was, I think
1: at this point he's accepted it and he probably just uses it as like his trademark look. You know, the same way Anthony Davis keeps the unibrows. Just like, hey, this is who I am and. Y'all can fucking make fun of my hair if you want, but...
0: The man's hair is an unsolved mystery, like Donald <laughs> Trump's, yo. All right. Um, okay, so... Let's go. Hey, what's that? This person's also my... Uh, <laughs> under my... Uh, well,
1: yeah, you had that, a good one.
0: Jaleel White makes an appearance. So, for some of our viewers who don't know... Jaleel White played a very famous person That Mike dressed like back when he was in high school And that is uh, Stephen Urkel From Family Matters right? I, I, I
1: dressed like his counterpart Stefan Urkel
0: No I've, I've seen pictures uh, <laughs> Look it's <laughs> Jaleel White makes a cameo Very smug Also uh, Jaleel White follows a f- few Of the homeboys I got on uh, the gram And everything like that so he'd be commenting Or whatever and yeah fuck you uh, look, Jaleel White, annoying, ran his mouth even though he did jack shit, and it's unclear what his fucking role is. I think his movie, his name in there is called Blake. I bemoan the fact that he has my middle name and he's brought it down to such a subterranean level. He, all right, hey, was that great? To see him in there? Annoying character. So great acting job. Go fuck yourself.
1: Man, yeah, why are you hating on Urkel, bro? I'm
0: hating on Jaleel White's character.
1: Shout out to Urkel uh, again. If you're born after like nineteen ninety eight, you probably don't know who he is. Look up just a show we'll called Family Mike's, Matters. Just look
0: at Mike's yearbook from high school, and you'll know exactly <laughs> who it is.
1: Family Matters, check it out. Uh, but yeah, that that was a good that was a good pick. When I saw him on there, I was actually pretty hyped to see him because he's one of those actors that like anyone that's that grew up in the nineties knows who he is. But you don't really yeah. see him that often. Like That's he true. did, he did a sitcom uh, that grown-ups, was like, right? what, huh?
0: Was it Grown Ups?
1: And before that, he was in a different one. No, the one are... on UPN, right? Uh, no, he did another one that was like on. I think it was like on CBS. Oh
0: wow! Like, think
1: Rosewood there? or some shit. I don't remember. Um, so Rosewood, a movie. But ever ever since that sitcom got canceled, like we don't really see him in movies. We don't see him anywhere. And so when he popped up in here, I was like, oh, shit, they got Urkel? like, okay. Um, You kind of mentioned this one, but uh, I had pointed it out from mine as well. It was uh, Fat Joe. Um, It doesn't really speak in the movie, but there was, like, a scene where uh, Adam Sandler is going to, like, one of the events, and he's at one of the tables uh, hanging out with some of the big shots, and... You kind of just spot him. He has a very distinct look, you know, like if if you follow hip-hop and, you know, you fuck with Joe, like you spot him from a mile away.
0: And uh, that's
1: kind of how I felt when I saw him in the scene. I was like, oh shit, is that Fat Joe? Like, okay.
0: So would you say that ever since you found Joe, every pretty, down, brown... No, okay.
1: You're quoting Big Pun? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean... I kind of wish that they would have given him a line. Like, I would have been very hyped if he would have, you know, said what's up to Adam Sandler and been like, what's yeah. up with your player? Like, uh, today's is- was huh? the
0: Migo was the show on CBS. Uh, look, apparently, it was about an alien.
1: And that's and- the one that Julio White was in?
0: Uh, yeah, he is a guest star in, like, I think, three episodes, apparently. Okay. Yeah, Ed, uh, your hero, uh, Ed Begley Jr. and Bronson Pinchot. And uh, Brink
1: as well there you go okay but sorry yeah, about that. like i was saying about joe um i would have really hyped if if he would have like a line in there and he would have said some shit to like adam sandler you know about like today's price is not uh tomorrow's price you know in reference to like the players that he's trying to develop okay all right all right i'm with it
0: that joe okay it's time for a Bauer internet conspiracy. Let me start with this. Alright. Did the Celtics tank in the 2022 NBA Finals so that Bo could get credit over Jason Tatum? if they win in 2023? Also, it should be known that uh, Hernan Gomez actually did play on the Celtics this season uh, for a bit of time as well.
1: Yeah, that was really ironic.
0: Yeah. So, Alright, now, so, did they get him to, uh, because they knew this movie going to come out, and then also, did, uh, <laughs> in this universe, um, did the Celtics not play him so that they could actually, uh, so that Bo can get credit in 2023, since he just got picked up by them?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, to piggyback off of that, I think had the Celtics had Bo Cruz on their team, they would have beat the Warriors, like he oh, would have okay. locked down Curry, he would have punked Draymond, like, made him his bitch. Off, you know, everything. What,
0: what position do we think that he plays, by the way? Do they say it in the movie?
1: They don't say it in the movie, but I'm going to assume that he probably played the three.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Maybe even the four in, like, a small ball lineup.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... All right. Uh, the other question. Does the other does this person that looks really similar to him, uh, that joins the Italian guy with the slick back hair, and then some of those other dudes? Does this person make the NBA also? His brother in real oh, life. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, uh, well, yeah, the, 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 but uh, his brother from this universe. But does he make <laughs> the, the NBA? Well, I'm assuming and, he. Was, did they have a Spider Man moment.
1: I'm assuming he was an NBA player already because like they introduced him as Willie Ednan Gomez. Oh. Like, he played himself, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Okay, crap. All right. Interesting. Huh. Very
1: also, some irony, um, and this can also be included with your conspiracy. At the end of the movie, when they're um, announcing, like, the Celtics game as they're playing the Sixers, they actually mention uh, Hernan Gomez <laughs> instead of uh, Bo Cruz, like the announcers in the background.
0: Whoa. This yeah. is the most meta movie I have ever watched, bro.
1: Yeah, like, if you go back so, and watch it, if, if you go back and watch that last scene, you'll hear the announcers, like, introduce him as uh, Hernan Gomez.
0: And Wait, okay, so they it, they're just happen to watch the game, and Bo is there watching the game, and they announce Hernan Gomez? No, I'm, or was there, well, like, I'm thinking,
1: what I'm thinking is that, because you know how they be doing this sometimes, like, they'll film at an actual game, and they'll just, like, roll the cameras yeah. during the halftime? yeah. Um, I think that's probably what happened was that they actually filmed at an actual Celtics game. Uh-huh. And so they announced him as himself, as opposed to Bo Cruz and they just okay. kept it in there.
0: Huh? That's stupid. So an editing issue or yeah. not even edit. They're just aware. You think
1: maybe they're aware and maybe they wanted to give him credit, you know, as his actual self. And so okay. they kind of dropped it in there as like an Easter egg. I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, is he, but it's while he's like suited up to play on the Celtics. Yeah. It's okay. in that
1: last scene, cause remember, uh, uh, Stanley goes up and like talks to him, and he says, "What's we'll up?" from across the court, and then they go and mm. they hug and everything. Um, and then after that, like as before, they start to roll into the credits, like they're showing like little snippets of, of what would have been the game, and you can hear okay. the announcers uh, introduce like Ednan Gomez.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right, do you think that that could have been the other uh, that could've, that could have been Willie?
1: I thought about that, but then Willie doesn't wasn't on that team.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait. What team was he on?
1: Uh, in like the real NBA season, he was on the Pelicans.
0: Well, oh wait. So you think that it, this follows? Cause so do you think that what's his name actually went to the Timberwolves then? Uh, Kermit Wiltz.
1: Did they say who he got drafted by? I
0: can't remember. I don't, I don't remember. remember that. Yeah, I don't remember them talking about that. Yeah, it's a uh, – yeah, huh, interesting. Also, uh, kind of wild that somehow he was unable to get uh Bo to be on the Sixers, just FYI.
1: Well, I think at that point his draft stock had increased and the Sixers probably had a lower draft pick. Or, uh, yeah, a lower draft pick. So they, the Celtics probably had still their draft picks that they got from Brooklyn <laughs> From that uh, okay. KG and Paul Pierce trade, so they probably were like, yeah, we'll okay. pick this dude so up. Brad already.
0: Stevens pulled the old okie Doke on him, huh? Yeah. When we see him in the film. Yeah. Okay, alright. Makes sense. Alright. Yeah, this is very meta, and it deserves some research. Okay, what else do you have for Bauer Internet Conspiracy?
1: Uh, so my only conspiracy was that Bonafide um, was the person that was playing Bo Cruz. Ooh. In Spain, because oh, if wait. if any of you actually want to see what what Bonafide looks like, if you Google him, just look up Bonafide, NBA Street Volume One. The dudes wearing like Wiggins mentioned camo shorts, Tim boots, no shirt on. He's got braided hair, uh, and I want to say like uh, box braids with a headband. And now, if you look up Mr. Everything. Shirt off, shorts, I don't think he was playing in Tim's, Bo was playing in Tim's, mm-hmm. but braided hair, headband.
0: Yeah, alright, I am with this, this works, there is a lot of meta happening, and I am now convinced that Kenny the Jet Smith should have still made an appearance inside the NBA yeah. in this film. Yeah, at this
1: point they should have just let him be on, on fucking NBA tonight.
0: Yeah, inside the <laughs> NBA? Yeah, Inside the NBA. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike doesn't watch Inside the NBA, y'all. All right. Uh, now uh,
1: I'm caught up in this meta universe, bro.
0: <laughs> Mike, this was great. Uh, any parting shots before we go? Uh,
1: I mean, the only parting shot I'm going to take is at Scott Bauer for dropping into your twit, your uh, in, into Twitter and taking a shot at some of the things that we were saying.
0: Yeah. It's the best uh, part is... He, he, in order to do this, he had to like have access to the link, listen, then went, tweeted, and then, yeah. Yeah. So, pretty wild. Uh okay, look pull up next time. Everyone, don't get Hustle, but go watch Hustle for the bingers. We'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, watch Hustle. It's actually a good movie. Uh, if you don't like Adam Sandler, you'll still like it. And uh, stay tuned for the next. Wiggins, are you going to hit him with a little sneak peek? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. You <laughs> right, no always worries. ask
0: that, and I always say no. Let's You're being stingy. Always, man. All
1: right. Well, the Latino Heat says stay lying, stay cheating, and stay stealing.
0: Like we did that line, and we've been sued by Vince McMahon. We'll catch y'all later.
1: I mean, he's being sued anyway, so fuck him.
0: <laughs> this podcast episode was produced by Miguel Padilla over at Star Mata Media Studios.